This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'm gonna to be talking about numbness in the fingers and pronator Terry syndrome. And I'm gonna be answering a question about, can sleeping help you burn fat? Oh, good one. And after that, we'll pop open a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. What's going on, Bree? Nothing. I'm just answering one of our questions. So excited. Thank you so much for um, writing in. This one is from Jasmine. Um, she asks, um, can sleeping help you burn fat? So I had to do a little research on this because if that was true, I would probably be in the bed like 12 hours out of the day because I absolutely love sleep and I want to lose weight. So I was like, yeah, let me research this. Mm -hmm. So according to a couple of different websites, Sleeping, no, does not help you lose weight, um, doesn't help you burn fat. However, if you decrease your body temperature in the, or the temperature in your room, it can turn your white fat into brown fat, and then brown fat helps burn calories. So all fat is not bad. We figured that out a while ago. The white fat is what's bad. The brown fat is what's good. The brown fat helps burn calories because that's what burns first. So let's say you're at night and you're sleeping. Some people, because of money-wise, keep their temperature at like 72 degrees. They're saying if you do it for one month, lower it down to about 66. And if you can sleep for about eight to 10 hours, you will turn some of your white fat into brown fat. And in turn, it will help you lose weight. Um, so I feel like that's a win-win. I can sleep, I can lose weight, it's good to go. Yeah, and you're supposed to sleep at a really cold temperature. It's like colder than most people think. You're supposed to drop it down to like 68 degrees because your core body temp is supposed to go down a few degrees to get deep sleep. So see? that's, see, it all correlates. It all correlates. I'm like, let me try this. So I think that's a good idea. Now, do I think drinking alcohol and taking, going to sleep actually helps? I don't think alcohol helps. I mean, so me drinking my wine is probably not gonna help me lose weight tonight. I think your body should be completely process free of any alcohol. You should be able to get a good sleep by decreasing your temperature. I even see, I saw these things on Amazon where it's a cooling pad where you can put it underneath your sheets to help your body temperature cool if your significant other doesn't like to be cold at night that's the way to help you um that's a way to help um lower your body temperature as well and not get in a fight with your significant other yes you're talking about the chili pad i'm gonna buy one of these myself i cannot wait to get it they're a little pricey but uh people that have them swear by them i want that thing so bad because I don't know about you and uh, Mike, but the way it works in my family is I usually sleep on top of the covers and Juliana's underneath the covers. <laughs> so I sleep underneath the covers, but then again, um, there are times that in the middle of the night, I'm like, whew, and I have to take the covers off because I'm like dripping in sweat. And then I'm like, go back to sleep, but then I get cold. So then I put the covers back on and snuggle back up. I just like the snuggle aspect of the blanket. I don't really like the blanket in general. Yes. Um, what do you know about this white and brown fat? I never really heard those terms really. I mean, it sounds like brown fat is oxidized fat maybe. I don't know. Have you read anything about that? I'm more research on that. I really don't know a lot. I know white fat is usually more visceral fat. The, the bad stuff that's around your heart and different things, the stuff that you don't want. Um, but 
Did I say brown or white? White fat is the visceral fat. I can't remember if I said brown or white, but that's the bad stuff. That's the stuff that you don't want. So we want to turn the white fat into brown fat. That's the whole goal, because then you can get rid of the um, fat cells. Yeah, I, I know that brown in general is like the color of oxidation. So like as you age, your you know skin oxidizes, and that's why you get those like spots or, uh, or like fruit, um, like an apple, if you cut it open, it turns brown really fast. That's because it's low in antioxidants. So that's a little tip. Stuff that turns brown like bananas, they're really low in antioxidants. Something like a cherry is really high in antioxidants. Oh, that's one that's way to tell. To yeah, so I have a feeling it has to do with oxidation. Okay, today in the rehab corner, I'm gonna be talking about tingling in the fingers and pronotary syndrome. Uh, okay, so uh, this is something that's often overlooked. So when you get tingling in the hands, uh, that, there's a lot of reasons that can cause that. Some, you know, most, most of the time it gets diagnosed as carpal tunnel, uh, and a lot of times that's actually incorrect. So first of all, you gotta think about where the tingling is. So if the tingling is in your pinky finger and your, what's this one called? I always get this confused, is that index? It's index finger. Index finger, so digits four and five. If you have tingling there, that's your ulnar nerve and that does not cross in the, um, the carpal tunnel. So if you have tingling in those two fingers, you do not have carpal tunnel. It's the first three fingers, so your thumb, pointer, and middle finger, that is, those fingers are supplied by the median nerve. They do pass under the, uh, the, the carpal tunnel. So it, it can't, no, carpal tunnel can cause that. But there's something called pronator teri syndrome where the muscle pinches on the nerve and it's the muscle by the elbow. So uh, pronation is if you were to extend your hand out to shake someone's hand and then turn your palm down, that, that's pronation. So anything that does a lot of uh, repetition in you know, any kind of activity that does a lot of pronation can cause an overuse of the muscle uh, called your pronator teres. Uh, this muscle crosses over the elbow. It's got two heads and the median nerve passes in between those two heads. So if they get tight, they kind of pinch down like a scissor on that nerve. So uh, I've seen a lot of guys that do drywall, have to do a lot of hammering. They tend to get it. Um, doing the dishes, uh, any kind of repetitive pronation. Um, now, one of the differentiators between carpal tunnel and pronator teres is um, there's a meaty part just underneath your thumb. If you've got numbness there, that is probably uh, carpal tunnel. Well, let me make sure I got that right. With carpal tunnel syndrome, the thinner eminence, the meaty part of your thumb will have normal sensation because the nerve that supplies this area does not pass through the carpal tunnel. Okay, so that's the differentiator. Um, so there's some easy tests to kind of get to the bottom of it, but uh, what you don't want to do is get the wrong diagnosis of carpal tunnel syndrome, have the surgery, and then nothing changes because the whole time was happening at the elbow. So that's what I got for you today, Bree. That sounds good. I had a patient like that um, a couple of days ago. He kept saying he has numbness in his hands. And I was like, okay, well, let's do a test. You know, the most easy test is like the Phelan's test. Mm -hmm. um, so 
he was like, oh yeah, I have numbness, but I always, always have numbness. So then I started going, working up to his elbow and then I worked up to his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He had trigger points in his shoulder blade and his neck mm-hmm. and he had some tenderness in his elbow. So what I told him is more than likely a muscle that is um, messing with the nerve or pinching on the nerve. And um, he needs to try to do rest laser therapy first before we say, oh, this is carpal tunnel. Yeah. So that's what we're doing now with him. Yeah, there's some other, it gets really like boring with the details, but there is something called AIN, uh, anterior interosseous nerve syndrome. Um, it also really overlaps a lot with this. The, the key, the key uh, difference in testing is pronation of the wrist and elbow extension. If that provokes pain, then that's pronatory syndrome. Whereas if the elbow's flexed, then that's anterior, um, anterior interosseous nerve syndrome. So it gets... Uh, Pretty particular. This is why accurate diagnosis is super important. Perfect. I think that was kind of cool. It's kind of cool that I had a patient like that this week. So I think I was going to talk about that, but you beat me to it. So that's okay. <laughs> it's okay to share topics because I may still talk about it next week too, just to give y'all an update on how the patient did and what treatments that we did. That way y'all have that awareness at home. So so besides that, I feel like we did really well in our little corners today. Um, so let's pop a bottle and see what comes out. Sounds good. Let's do it. So what are we drinking this week, Bree? Or what are you drinking, Elias? Well, since I am on the keto diet, I have been on it for a week now. I am drinking Kettle One Botanical. So it's real botanical, fresh taste, which I will say it does taste like cucumber and mint. That's the one I'm drinking right now. But I picked this one because there's no sugar added, no artificial sugars either. And it is zero carbs. So I can have as much of this as I want without increasing my carb, daily carb intake that applies to keto. Very cool. So going with the vodka this week. I'm drinking uh, Terrazas Malbec. I've never had this one before. My wife got it for me. It's from Argentina. Let's see how it is. Pretty good. Malbecs to me can be. Do you, what do you think about Malbecs first? I love them. You do? They've been yep. for me like a little hit or miss. Sometimes I love them. Sometimes I'm like, meh. This one's pretty good. Anyways, what else is going on in your world? So nothing much is going on. We are just back into work. We're flying to South Carolina next week. Yes, we are flying. Yes, we have to wear the mask. Yes, we will social distance. Um, it's our bridal shower. We're doing a couple's shower in um, South Carolina, Greenville to be exact. I have a couple of friends where actually they're my bridesmaids that are throwing it for me. Shout out to Alyssa, Morgan, Narciss, and then my friend Kim who is pregnant she is not going to attend but she's helping them with the preparations so i'm just extremely excited um can't wait covid has literally pissed me off by now because i was like oh yeah 2020 is gonna be my year and i feel like everybody else that is just sucking ass but eventually all of this will wrap up and we'll get to go and i'm just like you know what the main goal is michael and i being healthy. We're going to get married in October the 10th, either in South Carolina or in Naples. Either way is going to happen. Hey, now that you're on the uh, vodka tip, you can do vodka tonics. I read an article today that was pretty interesting that uh, maybe 
the article is very clear that maybe tonic could be helpful against COVID, right? Because tonic is quinine, which is a, what's the class? Quinolone, right? Which is an Quinolone. antibacterial, oh, yeah. which is the same class as the hydroxychloroquine is from. So it's related. Hey. Mm. Well, I always do vodka waters or vodka soda, so I can switch to tonic water. That's not a problem. Yeah, that's good for you. <laughs> Yeah, tonic was actually uh, invented or, I don't know, recommended by some physician to uh, fight malaria. That's where it all started. Hey, if Here's it Bruce. helps me fight COVID, then that will be our signature drink at the wedding. I'm going to do vodka tonic with the lemon or lime is going to be the COVID special. There you go. Yeah, he was a British physician. And I think that's, you know, gin's the big drink in England. Well, back then it was at least. So that's where the gin tonic really comes from. Malaria. Anyways, I'm excited because I've designed a program that I can't wait to unleash upon the world. So it's a combination of physical therapy and nutrition and blood analysis. So here's how the program works. I evaluate you. Say you just like tore a muscle, tore an Achilles or something like that. I evaluate you and we do a blood draw analysis yeah, we put together a sort of full package uh, plan of care it includes not only the rehab component, but the nutritional component. So we look at what you're missing in your diet and we give you recommendations. You have to take pictures, send me pictures of your food to keep you accountable so that you have basically everything you need to maximize your, your healing. So I'm looking really, I'm really looking forward to this program. It's going to be pretty cool. Oh, cool. The that does sound neat. That's exciting. I hope it takes off. I think it could be a game changer. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to do something a little different on opening up. Um, usually we just talk about what we already talked about, which I think that's kind of boring. So I want us to play a game. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so this week's game should use your memory because i was listening oh, to another another podcast it's the bella's podcast i'm obsessed with the bella twins if i hadn't already told you already but their competition was this week their debate was or not this week this was a long time ago i'm a couple of episodes behind but their debate was does technology make you less smart and I feel like I should test you on some simple things that you should know. Oh boy, I'm already sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see how you do. So. Okay, I, I have a whole thing about what you just said about technology and memory. I have a theory, but go ahead, go ahead. Let's see how I do. So the first question is, which is very simple. How many letters are in the alphabet? 26. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I got really nervous. <laughs> See, it is nerve wracking because you're like, I know, I know this, but I don't I'm want not you sure expose me. <laughs> um, okay, second question: How many weeks are in a year? I believe it's fifty-five. And what is it? Fifty-two. Ah, okay. You knew that though, right? Are you sure that's not a leap year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I only think we can handle a leap year. Was, was this year a leap year? I can't even remember. 
What's that? Was this year a leap year? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. even know. See, I know it's always questions. an even year. I guess so. It's an even. I time. think it was a leap year. That's why it's, we're all messed up now. So yeah, stuff like that. So what they were the debate was, um, Brie was like, um, you know, technology helps us. Da da da. But her husband said technology hinders us. It makes us less smart because we can just Google something or map plus something instead of using our brains to remember things. And so I kind of agree with him. What do you think? Well, so I think we're going to evolve away from having good long-term memory, unfortunately. I mean, if you really push this thing out like hundreds of years, because it's just not as necessary, right? You know, having a good memory was valued before, and it probably still is to this day. But the things that get naturally selected, you know, are the things that are useful. And right now, having an extraordinary memory, probably not super useful since we all have Google at our fingertips. So it's see, not- I disagree with that. Because of this, any patient, I used to work in neurology. I was a neurologist, um, nurse practitioner. Um, I tell anyone that had a stroke or dementia, you need to play simple games like the matching game or do a crossword puzzle or something like that to make your brain work. Your brain is a muscle. So the less that you use it, it's just going to die or atrophy like any other muscle. You need to protect it. You need to work it out. Right. Uh, But if you want to get specific, so I mean, they're like using technology and multitasking is a different part of the brain than like say long-term memory storage. So I think certain parts of the brain will become more enhanced. Other parts will atrophy. That's Which what I think. is still to prove my point. You need to still use, that's like me saying, Oh, I'm only going to do leg day and not do upper body because I walk all the time. <laughs> What's going to happen? I'm going to have these big ass thighs and my arms are going to suck. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that because like the trends in fitness are, have changed, right? These days it's all about, you know, having a booty, right? I remember back right. in like the nineties, it was like, if your wife says, does my ass look fat in these pants? You say, no. Now exactly. you have to say, Yes. <laughs> yes, honey. You have a cherry or a peach. <laughs> so the trends have changed. So I don't know. Maybe the brain's going to do something different. Maybe the hippocampus will start atrophying and the uh, probably prefrontal cortex will get stronger. We'll have maybe our in time, our, the shape of our heads will change. And this is the slow progression into us looking like aliens, basically. You know, that's probably why. It probably already happened one time before, and that's why there are UFOs out there, but we won't even get into that tonight. (laughs) But all I'm saying is it probably is why. But listeners, I want you to know that I did post on Instagram about the laser lipo or ultrasound machine. Um, I have been doing it now for a week, so I did a treatment this morning. Um, As of right now, I have not seen anything, but I think it takes about a month like I would say four to six weeks to see results. So I'm going to keep doing it. I have this um, like slimming cream that I massage it on. 10 minutes is a long time too. My arms get tired. So that just tells me I need to work on my arms a little bit more. But I just want to let y'all to, want y'all to know we will be posting before and afters. 
and um, to check out our Instagram page, which is underscore poppin underscore bottles. And then don't forget to rate us and like us on iTunes. We're popping bottles. We're the one with the little wine glass and the fruit. So look for us, find us, subscribe. And don't forget to send us questions. Like, you know, what I spoke about today was from Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine, by the way, for that great question. But like, you know, sometimes I don't know everything. So it causes me to research and it just improves me and it helps you too. There you have it. So are we, are we wrapping it up? Sounds like you're wrapping it up. We are wrapping it up tonight, Chris, because uh, I'm on keto and I'm sleepy and I just drank this vodka with no carbs. So that means I'll probably be drunk in a couple of minutes and we don't need to talk when I'm tipsy. <laughs> okay. With that being said, this is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. This is Poppin' Bottles. Bye, guys.